Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay, from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with me is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hello, hey, Christian. Josh. How are you? Very good. And as always, our sound engineer extraordinaire, Jason Rugg. Hey there. Hey, Jason. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. Well, you look great, Christian, and I think it's because you've been on vacation. Is that right? Well, I've been resting necessarily. My husband was gone all last week. He's gone this week doing this week it's work. Last week it was vacationing with our son. So that left me at home with uh, time to rest. I can sleep in and don't have to cook dinner. And is this your first major break you've had since the film started? Yeah, I mean, I would say yes, actually, because. if I wasn't working on the film, I was traveling or doing fundraisers. Or um, even when I got back after Normandy, I had driving all over the country for Fourth of July and family things and my son graduating from basic training and stuff like that. So for the last two weeks, I've been at home and it's been great. Has it been weird? It has been very weird. I, I've gone through a lot of like emotions. Like I found myself crying a lot. That was unusual. <laughs> like randomly for no reason. Fortunately, I go to counseling every week. During this process, I never wanted to actually go crazy. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a mental health check-in every week just oh, okay. to, uh, you know, a safe place to vent and, and just to check to make sure I'm, you know, uh, managing the stress levels. So um, well, a project like this would take a toll on anyone, but especially someone doing it for the very first time, I would imagine. For sure. I mean, it had, I had an understanding that it was going to cost a lot in terms of time and emotions and energy and all of that. Um, so I knew that up front. Um, I guess I didn't, uh, you know, it's sort of like when you, you get the concept of a thing, you understand the, um, when somebody explains to you that surgery is painful, you know, intellectually it's painful, but when you go through the surgery, you have a different kind of knowledge, right? right? So it's the same thing. I knew how hard it was going to be just in every aspect, but, um, walking through it, I've had to experience those difficulties. And I've had some success in some areas and not so much in others. So last time we talked, we had recently had the the first U.S. screening. Mm-hmm. Have you had any screenings since? No, thank goodness. That's another thing. I, don't, I haven't had to prepare anything. So when is the next big screening? I leave on Wednesday, August 21st. I, I don't know when this one will come out, but I may have already been gone by the time people are listening to this. But August 21st, and um, it's in Denver, Colorado. It's being sponsored by the Denver Activities League. Jake Schroeder there is an incredible guy. He's the director of the Denver Activities League. And it is um, an organization that has helps to involve at-risk inner-city kids. Um, They have done sports in the past where police officers coach teams or they, um, you know, are involved in some way in these kids' lives. Um, But now they're really turning to a more educational focus. And uh, Jake has bought a property in St. Mary Glees, and uh, it's a huge house right on the square, and he every year takes uh, inner city kids over to Normandy for the two week D Day uh, experience. He introduces them to veterans. He v- brings veterans to Denver to meet these kids, um, and so we share a lot of the same passion uh, and mission for bringing together the older and younger generations and educating them. And so when he he saw 
saw our film in Normandy and uh, was just super excited about it and is sponsoring us to come there. He wants to try to help us raise money and get the word out. Uh, so... So this guy from Denver was in Normandy when you were screening it. Yeah. And now he's inviting you to Denver. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so that is cool. That's why I screen. I screen to make relationships, you know, to spread the word. If people are interested in having a screening, the people that are going to come are interested in the subject matter. And, um, you know, I'm still trying to find uh, groups of people that will help me tell my story. And what's his organization again? It's the Denver Police Activities League. They call it Denver PAL, P-A-L. And um, it is, uh, you know, it's an amazing organization. I suggest you Google it, or I don't know if we have show notes, but um, we should put those up. We should have show notes. Um, And... Yeah, what's so amazing is that he found out about us before we even finished the film, and he let us stay in this house that he had in December when we went to shoot. Oh, okay. So we we he was just so generous and so um, and he's an incredible individual. Um, and so this house has this big huge attic. Like every time in Normandy when you buy a new house or you go in one, uh, you always go to the attic because. All of those houses have a history of World War II, and a lot of times people would hide out in the attics, whether they're Germans or Americans. And so you can find like different things like scrawled into the walls Mm. and stuff like that. Sometimes you can even find artifacts up there still in the attics. It's crazy. Wow. There was nothing up there they had picked over, and I was <laughs> so disappointed. But but you could tell that people had lived up there, and it was this secret, like, it's a great hide-and-seek place. It's very okay. cool. <laughs> so uh, speaking of screenings and festivals, so that um, the, the first one we had in the United States was in Oak Park, and the next one's going to be in Denver. And then we still have two others in Col- – we have two in Colorado Springs. So we'll do December uh, – August 21st in Denver, and then we'll drive to Colorado Springs, and we're meeting with the 101st Airborne Division Association. And the 101st Airborne Division Association has been another huge help to us. They act as a physical sponsor as well. So people, if they're comfortable donating to the 101st Airborne Association, they um, donate and then they just give the money to us. They've let me come to their events and screen. And um, so they've just been a big supporter. So I'm going to go there and show them the film just for their small, limited group. It's not for public um, viewing. So I have another friend there, who uh, Judith Nolan, who is going to host a screening at the Palisades at Broadmoor, which is a senior living facility in um, Colorado Springs. And so um, we're going to screen it there. My son Hunter is going to be there, who's in the film. So that's going to be cool. Is it at the Broadmoor? It's not. It's at. It's near the Broadmoor. Bro- near the Broadmoor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've been there. It's nice. It's you, very nice. <laughs> yes, it's like a country a club. screening at the Broadmoor. That'd we be... actually had a screening scheduled at the Broadmoor. Really? But they only gave us an hour, and we're like, oh, that's not going to work. So uh, they didn't have the three hours that we really need. So yeah. um, so anyway, it's it's going to be a nice little trip. And uh, Hunter will also be at the one in Denver. Um, and so I'm super excited about this. This is the first time Hunter has seen the film in a screening environment. He watched it on his phone. Sure. You know, but this will be the first time he's seen it that way. So that's kind of cool. So you mentioned... Hunter's uh, my son, by the way, for those of you that don't know. And and he's in the film. He's in the film. Uh, You mentioned uh, doing these screenings, like the purpose is to create relationships. It's also, I imagine, you know, to find 
people to participate in fundraising and uh, continue help working on the film. Where, where are you at in terms of fundraising right now? That's a great but depressing question. Um, we are back to square zero, sadly. Um, we have used everything that, we, that has been donated. Uh, I think we have about $400 <laughs> in the bank account. Um, so I'm sort of in a holding pattern. Um, my editor cost me $2,500 a week. Um, and so I can't really work on the film without my editor. And so I really do need to raise his salary. I need to raise money to um, buy the rights for different things. I need to raise money to buy E&O insurance. And, What's E&O um, insurance? Errors and emissions insurance. It's just so when the film airs, if, um, you know, we don't want people to sue us for, you know, any errors we made or mm. anything we omitted or anything like that. It's just kind of to a safety measure. But in order for distributors, distributors to license it we have to have that mm. um there's a whole bunch of other costs that um i now know i have to take into consideration again i am new at this i didn't understand all of the costs um you know in the beginning uh and so i've just kind of i also didn't really know you know how far this was going to go so um you know, now that we're at this rough cut stage, I now have a better idea of the costs that lie ahead of me, and I know what things I need to do to change and rearrange our film. Um, we do need to shave time off, but I think I need to have some restructuring, which is going to entail some rewrites and um, a more substantial uh, editing process. Um, plus, my editor needs to make an official trailer. The trailer that we have right now does not reflect our film. And, you know, I need marketing materials. Truthfully, you know, you should, a filmmaker should work with a editor full time. And if I was able to do that, I would, you know, be somewhere else. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, so yeah, I, we have been scratching our heads with like, how, what do we do? How do we keep this moving forward? And thankfully, my social media team, Bethany Valero and Becca Euland and um, Kyler Redding and David Needham and Melissa Perkins, these are all volunteers that uh, meet with me once a week. They um, are my inspiration. They are the engine that moves things along uh, in so many ways. Um, they have been trying to think outside the box. Um, so right now we sort of have a three-pronged approach to raising money. And the first one is just continuing to use social media. And we use our blog and our podcast as new content. And then we try to find other th pieces of new content that people would want to see or look at um, and, and just take our plea to people, please help us tell these stories. Um, and then the second one is we opened a store uh, last week where we are selling t-shirts and hats, posters. Um, we're going to be selling patches. And I'm trying to make deals with uh, people that create things. So for example, Laura of Little Clayland um, made this little figurine of me and Phil Vischer and Sky Jatani, which was, was so adorable. It was great. 
And so I said to her, hey, do you want to make one of those of the girl who wore freedom? We'll sell them on our website. We can share the profit. Um, So she's considering that. Uh, I don't know if she'll take me up on that offer, but that would be wonderful if we could find people that are willing to create something and it would give them a little bit of visibility, a bigger audience, um, and we could share some of those profits. So, um, And I'm trying to find other things I can sell in the store. I'm digging through. How do you find the store? So the store is at um, normandystories.com, and then there is a shop tab. Okay. So if you go to the shop, you can go shopping. So you said there was three prongs, social media, the store. And, what was and the then screenings. screenings. And so okay. it's just a matter of um, taking the film to places. People there are sponsoring us and saying, I think I can get an audience here. I do know some high-value donors. So, um, Or we'll have a suggested donation and people can come and donate or you can sell things. So um, after Colorado, we're um, then going to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, or actually in Clarksville, Tennessee. And we're going to screen there on September 22nd at the library. And then in October, or yeah, October 1st and 2nd, somewhere around in there. I'm going to be in New York City and on Long Island. And then our biggest one, I'm kind of putting all of my eggs in this basket, is in Branson, Missouri. I may have told you about this Sure. One. Yeah, yeah, but tell us again. Well, it's just uh, Branson, Missouri. It's the um, Branson Military Film Festival. I had no idea. It was this big veteran expo that happens every year. Um, thousands and thousands of people come here for all these veteran-focused activities. They have a veteran expo, um, and they have opening ceremonies on November 5th, and then we have a screening on November 6th and a screening on November 8th, and they have a parade on November 11th, and um, they are flying in the girl who wore freedom. So Danny is flying over from France and her daughter, Flo, and so they're going to fly to Chicago. We're going to drive to Branson, Missouri, and uh, we hope to uh, raffle off some tickets for a dinner that uh, you know people can by chances to sit down and have dinner with Flo and Danny. Uh, we hope that they will have an opportunity to go to School of the Ozarks and talk with some college kids. And um, she's going to be in a parade. So it's going to be this really fun, awesome week where we get to screen our film, meet a lot of people that care about history and veterans and hearing more unique takes on D-Day. And then um, then. We leave there, and we go to the Villages, Florida. So we have a screening on November 13th and 14th. Danny and Flo will be there. Where And, and I assume on normandystories.com is where you can find the screenings? Yeah, it's normandystories.com slash screenings. Screenings, Yeah, okay. so you can sign up for the screenings there, and um, you'll find all the schedule there. Bring your friends, family, and wealthy relatives to Please, the screenings. yes. <laughs> It'll be a good time. All right, well, hey, why don't we end on that note, and we'll, we'll pick up talking more about uh, just the process of making the film and where you're at and, and, and kind of the, you know, getting to the end point. But uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell and you can be the one to tell it. Bye, everybody. Bye.